this is kind of graphic, but I feel like we've been a little graphic lately, Chris. Thank you for opening up your ass play stories with us. I'm Stephanie Kaiser. and I'm Chris Lancaster. And this is Queer Intentions. Here we're talking about all things queer, bisexual, gay, straight, whatever you want to call it. We're doing all of the conversations here that maybe we're not hearing anywhere else. We're going to be talking about stories that I think a lot of us haven't even told some of the closest people in our lives. We're both dating people who probably haven't heard some of the stories or all the stories that we're going to be talking about. And we're, we're hopeful that, you know, maybe some of you all are able to relate to those. We believe that if you're not seeing the content that you want to see, then you might as well create it. So that's what we're going to do here. And by no means do we expect to get it right, but we hope telling our stories like sparks the conversation and, and gets us all involved and in community with each other as queer folks. So without further ado. Queer intentions, let's go. <laughs> queer intentions, let's go. I will say though, like at that same work thing that we were at, People didn't, I don't know what, I didn't, I didn't out you. Okay. I just to be clear. I know you're not like down to be outed or whatever, but like I, some, some people didn't know. And I was like, oh yeah, Chris's boyfriend is here. We're going to like for his birthday. And they were like, oh, Chris is gay. And like, again, at work, I don't expect you to be like, this, like I love your snakes. <laughs> Wait, I love like, to hear that. What? <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of like, and again, to my own fault, I was like, how do you not know? But like, to me, I don't know. And I was like looking at, and I'm like admiring you from across the room. And I was like, the rainbow water bottle, like, come on, people. And they're like, he's, they're like, he's an ally. You know, <laughs> true. <But> like, <laughs> Allies don't carry just... around Nalgene rainbow water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just funny because I think you are a, like, definitely objectively attractive man as far as like you're very you take very good care of yourself like physically like you do crossfit you dress really well like you know you're just like you got a great smile and like hyping you up and like beautiful eyes like all this stuff where people are like oh like he's just like a normal like guy like heterosexual guy and like he's just like normal in the sense where he's not gonna like be a predator right but it was just funny to- <laughs> Back oh, he's not gonna be like a predator <laughs> but like that's so interesting to me because I'm like I've known that you're gay obviously for a while and like I've worked with you in various settings and not that I'm like oh it's obvious that you're gay but obvious but obvious to me because I know this information so any ticks or anything that would give you away aren't ticks right like clearly they're not yeah no no these are things and I think like I, I don't feel weird having conversations like this either because I like I I also think like I'm very self aware but I don't know how I've come across to random coworkers that I've never met. Like, you know, like do I, like in my mind, like I just assume like everyone knows I'm gay. Like I might as well have yeah. a rainbow flag, like pasted <laughs> on my forehead, like type of thing, which yeah. like, you know, is unrealistic. Right. But like at the same time, like, I'm like, how, how do you people not know? Like I opened my mouth and I, I picked up the mic and did a lot of talking at that training <laughs> that we were at. <laughs> I know. But I just couldn't help it. But, but like, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I did. I forgot. I never told you that. I just remember having moments where I was like, I don't understand. Did you, when we were, so one of the things, actually, I think this applies to when I first met you too, the whole like trying to be like overtly gay. But like when I first met you, obviously we met like literally in a work context. So I wasn't like 
being like at a bar, like creeper vibes or anything. But yeah. I remember like when we first met, it was sort of like a, Hey, I think we have a mutual friend. And right. then, and then because they sent us that list with the people's names and the colleges they went yeah. to. And then like, yeah. there was some stalking maybe that happened or whatever, <laughs> not outing yeah. myself on that one. And, and then I remember like, you know, we didn't really talk to each other. And then we came back to Pittsburgh or I was back in Pittsburgh. You were living there. Yikes. And, Dark times. and I was like, Hey, do you want to get dinner? And I don't remember how that went over, but like looking back, I'm like, like, did you know that I was gay? Because I am like looking back and I'm like, a female coworker saying yes to a random male coworker that she doesn't know to go to dinner one-on-one. Like looking back, I'm like, shit, that was pretty ballsy of me to like, I don't remember right. what backstory was there, but. That is such a good point. I haven't even thought about that in so long. I do you remember. I do remember. I, you know what my, I guess we'll go into like the impression I got of you. I wouldn't say I was like, oh, he's gay. I just knew not that I'm like, I knew I wasn't attracted to you, but I was just like, oh, Chris. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Not in any heterosexual sense. I was just, to me, you were like a pretty boy. So I was like, oh, I'm not, I want like the rough and <laughs> tumble. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I Rugged. was like, oh, he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a pretty boy. He went to Bama. Like, he's probably a racist. <laughs> like, literally, oh, I was just oh, like. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like classic here we go but no I didn't have any like I almost was like just like oh this will be friendly for me no matter what so I had no inclination that like oh this was gonna be romantic or and there was nothing in my brain like but I think that's also how I operate like obviously I'm not gonna be I'm not the kind of girl it's like oh I can never tell when someone's flirting with me like I definitely know when someone is and I think like you, I knew you weren't and I think it was more of just like we both bonded over like having a mutual friend and again you were so genuine and I hated Pittsburgh that I was just like desperate for I know well of... thank god you had no other plans because literally, literally. we threaded the needle on like you yeah. being free because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was like like within a few hours notice I don't yeah. think it was a hey like two days from now do you yeah. want to have dinner I no, think I remember very much. It was a Sunday minute. night, and yeah. I like I was like, "Oh shit, I'm so bored. I don't have any friends to go out with tonight." So <laughs> no, and I remember it was raining, and it was always fucking raining there. I hate that place so much, and I was like, "Ugh, this is so annoying." I had to like leave my house and drive like downtown, kind of, because you were in a hotel down there or something. Yep. And I was like, "This sucks." And then it, it turned out great, obviously. And now here we are. But yeah, it that's like so such an interesting thing and I doubt like okay over the so to switch it over the years did you have any inclination that I was gonna like be into women or have any kind of attraction towards women at all no honestly I like when when you came out to me over the phone I was like sort of like floored I mean like I was excited obviously and I I don't remember what I said or how I sounded but I remember just being like first of all I was in the middle of driving on a work trip so it was like (laughs) I didn't really get to like have like the most like perfect like response and figure out like collecting my thoughts but I just I never ever ever thought because I remember you were dating a guy or you had just come out of dating a guy like when we started becoming friends and so like I just like only knew you in the context of like someone that has been dating guys and yeah. like you, you talked about it a lot. And so like, I just in my head was like, okay, like, yeah, straight girl. But I remember yeah. like my first impression and I'm thankful that I didn't get 
as much of this first like this at the very beginning because I may not have honestly invited you to dinner was like <laughs> how like almost like standoffish I felt like you were but I think like that is Stephanie in a work context and yeah. I've learned that now which is like that's not an insult like that's just like no. that's it's you and I am someone who I'm I Adam my boyfriend gets annoyed when I say this but like I mean, I'm pretty empathetic. Like I'm a big time. He hates it when I use the words, I'm an empath. But like yeah. <laughs> when someone, sorry guys, I said it. When <laughs> when someone is like not clearly like overly positive, like it affects me negatively. Mm. And I think that uh, you and I are now very, very good friends. But like at first, like I think our personalities like did not really mesh well no like at all. completely and it's agree. really a good thing I think that we actually got past whatever that was and like had conversations because obviously as you and I have like talked to each other more and more like we become even better friends by the second but I yeah. think it's one of those things where I usually am not going to be open or approaching people that are not appearing as open and I don't think that you you definitely are like colder like at first but but it's only because I'm the opposite. Like, I think that's, like, that's why I think in my brain, like, guys, like, I'm not painting Stephanie as a monster here. Like, that's not the purpose no, of I this. I like, jump in and defend my name. Oh, my gosh. Holy please shit. defend yourself. But I'm just, like, <laughs> you know, when someone is, like, so different from you personality-wise and, like, it's apparent because if you're someone who's self-aware, like, you and I both are, like, it oftentimes, like, really, really makes you choose to act a different way. No. And I don't, I, I know myself at work, especially is I am so disenchanted with all of it. Like networking. I hate it. I think it's so fake. I am like not impressed at all by literally anyone anymore. I just find myself like being like a grayer version of myself at work. Like when I have to do these events or whatever, and it just really brings out like my most sad self being like this is my life like this is what I have to do and I'm like I just care so much about like people and like so many other things that it's like really hard for me to care about people at work sometimes a lot of the time to be honest so like especially I like didn't even know this like from the beginning I that's when I first started noticing that in myself where I was like oof like I really don't like this like I'm not excited about this in this way like I don't enjoy like happy hours with the team like it's just not I just can't talk with these people for end extended period of hours. It feels like a waste of time. So yeah, I think I, I, I think in general I come off colder, but I just think that's, I like, am very protective of energy of my energy, not in the sense of like, Oh, other energies are coming at oh, me. Right? Like I get it. it takes my, it takes a lot of energy for me to get excited and like seek out relationships. And like, granted you and I both have lived in so many different places. So we know exactly how much energy it takes to like put yourself out there and like constantly like build a new life in a new city that you've never been in before. So I'm not a freaking you know, tin man, but at the same time, like, I just think I will not exert that at work because I'm like, this but is I, a waste. I think like our, our relationship and the way that it evolved outside of work, I think is a testament though to, right. to that, obviously, because like, the like weekend that I came and visited you in Charlotte after you moved and like I was there for work and like 
we spent a couple days together and like you let me stay in your apartment, which at first I was like, oh God, Stephanie's going to feel so weird about this. I feel awkward for <laughs> no. asking. And then like, we went out that night with your friends and like, yeah. we were, like speaking of like straight fucking bars, um, in yeah. downtown Charlotte or uptown, whatever. Yeah. And, but like, and then like when you would come to Atlanta, I just remember very specifically us having like cheesecake at a uh, intermezzo yes. in Atlanta in Midtown and like us sitting there, like I remember like time didn't, didn't matter like I was an early riser and I was like just I if you were in town or we were talking like I was just gonna sit there and talk to you until yeah oh yeah (laughs) yes that's such a good point because yeah I think obviously like it's when you get to know people whatever you see who they really are but yeah I think in the beginning that's funny because you're the opposite in the sense of you to me from the outside you thrive off of those environments and you're very good at navigating them and and you get energy from there from what from those environments from what I can tell and to me it just I it's the opposite especially if it's like a days-long thing like even last like the the last time we were together and you were like (laughs) you were so unapproachable in general or whatever I I know that like I'm like I know I'm like drag I'm like burning the candle at both ends it feels awful so I think like in that sense I'm glad like obviously we get to where we are but you're right I think when we first got together it was like chance because we were both just like Total chance. Forward. thank god thank, thank god, god for pittsburgh I mean, pennsylvania the only good thing I wish, that came out of it <laughs> I, well i wish i had told you i wish i had like been able to share like musings of being with women it's no fault of your own i just think like it wasn't in my immediate realm to talk to you about it like i just think in general like the queer people i could talk about it were like zero and like men and women have very different experiences hence this podcast but yeah i wish i like in hindsight i wish i I hinted at some of that stuff, even just yeah. I was I was gonna bring it back to to that actually because like yeah, I mean I I wanted I wanted to get a good visual or a good understanding for people around like our relationship and how it's evolved. But like I did not know that you were in any way, you know, thinking about women or curious or bi or whatever until very recently. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people were because I not that I there's this joke that of like a roster or whatever people say. And I never felt like I had a roster, but I think it always felt like a revolving door of men. Just like I would have flings. Like I would be like a couple months. And that was like the, I remember many a phone me. catch up over the yeah. years of like, hearing guys. about the, the flavor <laughs> <Yeah>. of the month. <laughs> the mediocre men. Yeah, for sure. That was so much fun. Um, No, some of them were really good guys and, and it's great. But like, honestly, what I think the, the what the catalyst for what pushed me to women was honestly like a really bad experience with a guy that he like threatened me ultimately and it became like scary and I just remember for weeks afterwards I was having and I was intimate with him and other things happened and long story short like I ended things with him etc and then I was talking to my therapist afterwards and I was like man I'm having all these like nightmares about men like hurting me like physically hurting me and she was like do you think like maybe it's something to do with that most recent guy that you were with and like how that went down I'm like maybe and that was when I was like I don't want to date men for a really long time right now like in general I was like I need a break like this felt like very not even I don't want to say traumatic that feels that feels dramatic, but like it was in a sense, it kind of like traumatized me to, I'd never felt unsafe with a man before. I'd always felt like I was in control of the situation and 
And I had really, really great guys that I let into my life. And then when that went down, I was like, all right, I'm definitely not dating <laughs> men. And then ultimately it landed, I went to a gay bar one night on a whim. And like that's like you guys know that story. So it was just like that's like the perfect s- scenario for me. Cause like I was trying to date women in Charlotte, didn't really tell anyone that. And that was like a personal secret to me, but it wasn't like I don't think I took it as seriously or felt like it did you was did happen. you end up going out with women in Charlotte or you I mean I oh I I guess you did because I'm remembering yeah. a couple stories from <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. But it was like the girls nothing. car getting towed story, right? That was in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like dates. Like I don't, I wasn't really, really physical with any of them. So to me, that was like the main like thing I had to get to to really see if this was something I wanted to do. So that's why it was kind of confusing where I knew emotionally I was like, women are the best. I connect with them so easily. I love like being around a group of women. Again, I'm not trying to fuck all these women. I'm not tagged to all women. Okay. I just want to be very clear on my friends like in Charlotte being like, no, I was not attracted to any of them like that I knew of. And I don't fucking flatter yourself, people. Yeah. God. Again, high school, whoever's listening, I don't know who, but like, I literally was not attracted to any of you. That's it. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. But yeah, it was just, that's like an interesting thing where then when I really started like being like physically experimenting with women, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. Funny story, like to round this out, um, is I had told, this is kind of graphic, but I feel like we've been a little graphic lately, Chris. Thank you for opening up your ass play stories with us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were going to leave that at opening up your ass. And I was like, oh God, what? Not so much. But anyway, the point was, is I had gone down a girl. I told someone about it, but I didn't really like it. And um, this was my first experience doing that. And they were like, oh, so you're not, you're not gay. That's a bummer. And I was like, wait so is that what that means and then later I was talking to my therapist and she was like no 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 like don't whoa whoa she was like do you like going down on men and I was like no and she was like okay so like you know and I was like, like giving oral sex <laughs> yeah I'm like I think it's just a blanket statement <laughs> um but yeah so that was like a funny thing that I remember like in the beginning where I was like what does this mean what oh so I'm not gay that's such a bummer or I am that's it's awesome, just so. stup- like but but also like like just on that note like people taking like one little detail that like doesn't seem to check a box and it's like oh you're not this you're not that like right and that's like that's impressionable on 20 something year old stephanie or on like year old you know bob over here that is maybe (laughs) maybe gay but he needs to see that it's okay or that just because bob at eight years old isn't attracted to men's asses but maybe he really likes their faces doesn't mean he's not gay (laughs) why did i use the word bob i'm sorry yeah i'm like bob we don't know where bob's at anymore but um okay short for robert i've known some gay (laughs) roberts when i was little (laughs) but attraction isn't just one thing like sex isn't just one thing you know what i mean like these are just arbitrary acts you know or feelings and like when they all come together it's awesome you know but other than that I don't know. I just feel like I wanted a monologue about my my lesbian experiences, but like it's it wasn't a monologue know. at all. It wasn't that long either. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's why we're here. Like we we both we both get the opportunity to have monologues about things every now and then, and I think that that's that's why we're here and that's important because mm-hmm. 
I want us to be able to speak our minds about random things. And that's what we're doing. I'm just, again, people, if you are exploring something new, no matter what it is, besides, you know, illegal things. like (laughs) Well, certain things that are illegal are okay, in my opinion. But like, that's that's another episode. That's a different, yeah. Um, I think you should talk to a professional to really understand, like, if what you're feeling is truly what it is versus like maybe you fetishizing something or you know like for my example like me being like oh so am I not gay because that really was a thought of like oh if I don't like this particular thing then does that mean I'm not into women like point like across the board am I not into going down on women across the board am I not into women sexually like I think there's that like so much there to have someone check you who's like a third party professional who know and my therapist is also a sex therapist so she was like amazing to have her like really help me analyze that stuff and not be like oh tried it hate it that like this means this means that you know like no that's not how it works so wow recommendation wow so that seems like a good stopping point from from a queer media perspective stephanie give us give us your uh, impactful queer media of the week yeah, so I'm going to give you guys, apparently, I don't know much about this queer media, but I want to know more, Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah, oh, you're is, like, this a, is this a queer this media? Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> news to me. First of all, oh, I didn't even okay. know there was a Real Housewives in Miami at this point. I'm you're so right. out of the loop. It's, I'm not a Bravo it, gay. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's actually a funny... It's a thing. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so apparently it's this freaking. I I went to school in Miami, so I'm like I would love to see Miami play out with these rich Latino women, but apparently one of the women is bisexual, and that leads to a lot of random drama amongst these married women about attraction and them feeling like they're gonna be come yeah. on to by her, even though she may right. not find them attractive. Right. And again, she's married. So everyone needs to chill the fuck out, like in general. So the point is, is I was looking into how I can watch it because I'm like, hey, a bisexual Latina woman as a real housewife, like say no more. So again, it's only sexuality. Yeah. So it's only on Peacock. I'm going to give it a watch. Hopefully somehow. I don't really know what that channel is. You don't have to pay for um, Peacock, by the way, as a Peacock uh, subscriber. (laughs) Can I use yours? Yeah, but you also don't have to pay for it. They just show you ads. So you have to oh, just decide oh. what you want. But it's fine. You yeah, you, you don't actually have Oh, to perfect. Pay for it. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, so that's mine. Um, Educated Stephanie on Peacock over here. <laughs> <laughs> Subscriptions. You know? I feel like okay. I feel like that was way more lighthearted than my note. Um, but I was gonna I was gonna go with um uh Netflix documentary that came out, I wanna say in 2020, um disclosure. Um, so Mm. about, um, trans representation and the way that trans people have really been one, very underrepresented and two, the history and ways that they have been represented is extremely misrepresented. Uh, you know, if you look back to, you know, movies from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, I mean, even things as recently as like, I like to always think about this now really negatively unfortunately like mrs doubtfire with robin williams and the way that like rest in peace robin williams sorry um but like the way that like the 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 character that he plays you know the way that he 
plays the character. Like, I mean, like the, 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 the choices that are made in how him dressing up as a old woman is going to come across and the, the, just, just all those choices. So it's a very interesting documentary about just how trans people have been very underrepresented and misrepresented and the ways in which that's trying to be changed. And it's got a really couple great examples you know, recently that, that kind of are highlighted. And so it's got like interviews with like Laverne Cox and, you know, mm. some other really, I mean, pretty much everyone that's interviewed or talks in the documentary is trans, which is incredible also because wow. you get to hear from the source as opposed to stupid old white men that produce all the movies still in Hollywood that make these decisions and don't represent trans people properly. So um, mm. that's mine for the week. That's awesome. We need to talk more about that. We'll we do. Out. Yeah. We'll so, uh, thanks so much guys, uh, for, for this week of, uh, queer intentions. I almost said queer. I like Stephanie did last time. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to make that mistake again. Uh, tune in next time. Um, thanks as always for listening. Bye guys.